Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well. It's the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. And Monday's show, we love coming to you, being able to talk sports and and life and some of the big stories from the weekend. And today is a day that I'm filled with a heavy heart because the biggest sports story to talk about today is Kobe Bryant. And I've been a fan of his since I was a a young boy. And uh, yesterday was was hard, challenging, difficult, uh, surprising, shocking devastating all those emotions and and feelings and so we're going to try to have a just a a conversation today and and I'm going to share just kind of what's on my heart and and some things that I've been thinking about and uh, be able to to talk about one of my favorite players uh, favorite athletes period and 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 what that means and and what does it look like to 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 experience your favorite athlete dying and and it's just a a new thing a weird thing and so we'll, we'll talk about some of the uh, the faith side of things and, and some encouragements, uh, encouragement for all of us today as well. And, and I'm joined in studio by our producer, and his name's Chris Allison, and he's pr- been producing the, the Unpacking It radio show and now the Unpacking It podcast uh, for the last year. And, and so excited to, uh, to have him on the show as, as someone to uh, just discuss this, this big topic today. And, and also uh, later this week, we'll hear from him. Uh, in regards to the Super Bowl, he's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, and so we'll get his thoughts on that. But but this episode of the show uh, is about Kobe and and the tragedy of of yesterday. And so, Chris, I'll just say hello to you and, and welcome you on. And then I've got a few uh, few thoughts to share. But how are you, man? Absolutely, Bryce. Thank you so much for having me uh, here to the Unpacking It Studios. And you know, unfortunately, uh, we'll spend you know the next half hour or so talking about. The, the tragedy that we, we learned about and uh, experienced and um, have dealt with uh, since Sunday. And it's a, I, I know it's, it's on your heart heavily. You're a huge Kobe fan. I had the chance to watch a lot of Kobe Bryant 20 years, his career with the Los Angeles Lakers, the five championships, the, uh, you know, the, the, the man after basketball that, that we saw developing. And it only scratched the surface of. Yeah. To who, see that. who that yeah who that was right. going to be yeah and you know it was on Sunday morning it, you know there's so many eerie things about this tragedy but on Sunday morning you know my 11 year old boy who loves sports he gets up and and first thing he says to me is hey dad did you hear what happened last night and I said what happened last night and he says LeBron passed uh, broke a record broke uh, one of Kobe's records and I said well what what did he break did he score 82 you know what <laughs> what LeBron do that last night and he said I'm not sure but I know he broke a record so I said let's go to the computer and so it was a really good father son bonding moment we go to the computer and you know I learned that he goes from fourth to third on the all time um, uh, points list yeah, in the all-time NBA scoring. all time scoring list and and that's how our day started and unfortunately I 
had to uh, call him home at about 3.30 to and break some news to him uh, the Sunday afternoon. So just uh, a tragedy that took place in Los Angeles that's not only affected the sports, you know, the basketball world, but just sports fans and, and people all over the world. So I, I've got so many things to, to share, and, and I just want to, I guess, start with why I'm a Kobe fan. And so, mm-hmm. so why yesterday was such a, a big deal and, 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 you know, how this impacted me. So basically when I was a, a young kid, you know, probably 10 years old, I, I started collecting basketball cards. And, and the first sport that I loved was the NBA. And at this point, I'm still a huge NBA fan. Uh, NFL is right there with it. But I was an NBA fan before I was a, a diehard NFL fan. And, and so back then, I was a Charlotte Hornets fan, grew up in Charlotte, but, but you know, was collecting cards. And that year of 1996 was when Allen Iverson and Kobe and Stephon Marbury and Ray Allen and Steve Nash and Marcus Camby and all these you know, great players came out. And so I was just you know, drawn to all these different players. And at first, I didn't, I didn't like Kobe Bryant. I wasn't necessarily, at first it was like, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe he's a little too cocky. Or he, he actually went to the high school of my dad's rival high school in Philadelphia. So my dad went to Radnor. Kobe went to Lower Marion. So at first it was like, ah, I'm not, I'm not a Kobe guy. But once I started watching him play, and once he he became, you know, the the Kobe within the, the first couple of years, all of a sudden I became this this big Kobe fan, and it just switched because I was drawn to the way he played and his, his just his style, his personality, and and just his his drive, and 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 then you know thinking back to where when he started off his career, he missed big shots in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden. He became the go-to guy, and he was hitting those game winners, and he was the one wanting to take those clutch shots. And so over the years, I just became more and more of a Kobe Bryant fan. And, and so I was a fan during the you know, Shaq-Kobe years. I was more of a Kobe guy when all that went on with uh, you know, Shaq leaving, Phil leaving. You know, I was a Kobe guy, and because I was a Charlotte Hornets fan, you know, it was like the Hornets and the Lakers. Well, then the Hornets left. They left the, the town, and, and so they went down to New Orleans. So then during that era, I was a Lakers fan. That was my team. So I'm pulling for Kobe and, and watching. You know, their games were on all the time, so it was easy to watch them. And so I had a number eight jersey back then and would wear that when I was playing basketball. And then years later, I got a 24 jersey. So both of those have been hanging. One's in my man cave at home. One's in the office here in the studio. And, and so... Anyway, it's been a, a long, you know, sports fandom, you know, rooting for, for Kobe during those peak years when you're a kid. You mentioned your, your 11-year-old son. Those are the years where you start to develop, you know, the, the, the players that you root for and, and the teams that you root for. And so uh, early on, um, once I made that switch, uh, Kobe, it, it, you know, really stuck with me. So I say all that to, to set up this conversation today where – the, the first thought of, uh, okay, Kobe, uh, you hear the news yesterday. I was watching the golf, actually. I was ready to watch Tiger Woods, another one of my favorite athletes. Similar kind of story. Uh, you know, when I was young, man, that was when Tiger was bursting onto the scene. And so, and both Tiger and Kobe went through difficult times off the floor, off the course. And, and, and as a fan, you have to wrestle with all of that, too, which is, which is crazy. And, and so yesterday I'm watching the golf and Jim Nance starts talking about it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's, there's just so much shock to think, wait, the guy I rooted for for so long is dead. 
And then, then you go through the initial emotions and you, you start thinking about, you know, life and how quickly things happen. And, you know, there he was, you know, you're talking the day before we're talking about Kobe and LeBron. And I was that morning, uh, Sunday morning, I was listening to speak for yourself. I had recorded Friday show and they were comparing LeBron and Kobe as role models and kind of Kobe post career and what he's doing. And, um, and talking about, you know, he, Kobe made some comments last week. He was in the news talking about WNBA players being able to play in the NBA. And so he's on the, the conscience of people's minds even after his playing days. So I was thinking about him earlier in the day and then to find that news and hear it from, from Jim Nance. And, and you think about, you know, death at first and you, you think about, oh, my goodness, his, then you find out that his daughter was with him. And I'm, I'm a new dad, you know, six month old. And so I'm, I'm holding her tight, tighter yesterday. And you, you just start feeling all these these emotions of, wow, life is short. It can happen in an instant. Uh, I was listening to Jay Williams and some of the coverage and and he was talking about, hey, if you, you've got issues with with people, you got to call them now deal with that it's not life's too short to be holding on to grudges and and so 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 much there's a lot of positivity that that comes from the reflection of losing someone and death and you 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 reflect on your own life and it it leads you to thoughts about eternity and 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 so there's so much and there's a heaviness to it and and for those people that you know think oh why are people glorifying kobe Bryant or why are people you know worshiping him or idolizing him in, in such extreme ways and and i would caution anyone that that's not the answer we're we're honoring him we're thinking about the impact that he had on us as fans and and you know of course family members and people that know him that's a, another thing but from my perspective has never met him or known him but it's just yeah, he gave me so many memories and experiences. And you know, my brothers and my dad were all fans of Kobe, so we remember watching games together. And so that's what it's about. It's not about saying that he was, you know, anything more than than what he was. He was a he was a a flawed man, but a, a respectable, accomplished basketball player and the success that he had in the business world, all of those things are are admirable and those are the qualities that we think about and 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 reflect on. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm telling you about my favorite athletes. These are, and I may have their, their jerseys hanging in the rafters. It's not that these guys have been my, uh, you know, idols or, or role models in the extent of that's who I'm modeling my life after. But any athlete along the way impacts you in some ways. And you pull a characteristic from them or a personality trait that you respect. And you, you, you sense their, their work ethic and their hunger and their competitiveness and, and the way that they have changed over the years. And so I think about that with Kobe, how much he's developed over the years. And even after he retired, I thought he changed a lot just as we got to see more of his personality. And he, he wasn't just all basketball, basketball, basketball like we knew for so long. We got to see him as a dad. We got to see him talk about his kids, and he became an author. I've got his book in the, on my bookshelf and watching him on interviews with Jimmy Kimmel. And so all of that was, uh, that was fun to see him even after his career and to, to watch some of the changes and to think about who he was as wearing jersey number eight. And there really was a change when he was wearing jersey number 24. And to think toward the end of his career, he was willing to pour into – the younger players and you, you listen to D Wade and LeBron and um, Kyrie Irving was feeling it and, and all these players that have been impacted by him too. That's really cool to, to hear too, that he was willing to, to do that kind of toward the end of his career, which maybe 15 years earlier, you wouldn't have expected him to be that way, but he changed and he developed. 
I think that's part of the admiration for Kobe is not only the great success that we saw on the court for 20 years, the five championships and, and so forth, but in our society, Bryce, we love giving people second chances, right? We understand flaws in life, and we, we know that Kobe in, I don't know, it was mid-late mid 90s when the, the situation happened in Colorado and the accusation um, that eventually led to, you know, court dates and eventually charges dropped, but, um, you know, we saw we saw his wife, Vanessa, stand by him, mm. and we saw... Uh, Kobe grow from from that situation yeah. to what we saw till the to the very very end. Um, I was listening to an interview earlier with Derek Fisher, who's currently mm. uh, the head coach of the Spark, the Los Angeles Spark, the WNBA team, and they're in Los Angeles. And you know, he said the 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 growth of this man as a father, mm. the growth of this man as a husband from that situation early on in his career to what he is now, what we see with him and, and his daughter Gigi at the basketball games and the conversations, the uh, the pictures, the hugs, the smiles that we see between those two. We know he had three other daughters as well. The, uh, the, the love that appears to uh, be there between him and Vanessa, his wife now is is incredible to watch. The, the you know because we've all we've hit we've all hit road bumps. Mm. We've all made mistakes, right? And so I think it's natural to look at a public figure who did you know run into some serious issues early on in his career, and now you see the man he was uh, up until his death. And you know that is admirable to to look at. That that no, that's a, a great point, and I think too his relationship with Shaq, and mm -hmm. to know that those two have reconciled, and reading the comments from Shaq, and he's you know very tore up about all this, and um, they had a, a tough playing you know relationship where at, uh, they won three championships <laughs> together, but then also had to kind of go their separate ways, and and then to be able to. Yeah, come back together, and it appeared the relationship the last few years was was pretty solid, and and so and you mentioned his wife, and and so you see some of those those changes, which is really cool. I still don't know where he stood with his parents, and so that's a that's another story, and and something that I've always wondered about there too. Uh, but to see with Vanessa and Shaq specifically, uh, I thought that was encouraging and something to you know look at as well. And listening to a lot of the people yesterday, the other element of, of his playing days that is so admirable is that he always played hard. And I listened to Tim Legler, and I think it was I think it was Ernie Johnson that said it too, that no matter what game or what night of the week or whoever the opponent was, if you were gonna tune in to watch or if you were gonna go pay to watch him play, you were gonna get his best. Now, he might have an off-shooting night, but he was going to play hard. He wanted to win, and he wanted to make his players better. He wanted to you know, raise the, the level of play in that game. And not every player is that way, especially as we live in the world now with uh, load management. <laughs> you Rest, don't know, resting nights. And, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what guys are showing up what night. Kobe, Kobe played. He played hard. He played through injuries. And, and that's something as fans – we deeply respect. We love that about guys. And you know, whether you you know, you think you can only think of a few guys that actually play hard all the time. Like Russell Westbrook comes to mind. Um, but after that it's like, uh, I'm trying to think who else plays as <laughs> today's game that just plays hard all the time. Every play, plays offense and defense. I was listening to Gary Payton talk and Gary Payton was known as a great defender. He was the glove. 
And I used to have his shoes. They, they zipped up. They were awesome. They were my favorite pair of shoes growing up, the Gary Paytons. And he was talking about how Kobe wanted to become a better defender. And so he reached out to Gary Payton, and they talked about, you know, I, I, I think this was before he joined his team because Gary played with the Lakers late in his career, uh, just about how to be a better defender. And, and so he was always learning, which I'll, I'll talk about just a little bit, a little bit more in depth. But he wanted to have a complete game. He wasn't satisfied just being a dunker or just being a shooter. He, he wanted all elements to his game. And, and so to play offense and defense in today's game is rare, too, to find, and even during his era, for that matter. Um, so I love that about him and, and just his, yeah, just that, that competitiveness. And, and later in his career, you know, as his body started breaking down, it was hard to, to watch that. But to think that his final game, he scored 60 points. Mm-hmm. To me, that, that, that almost is my favorite moment of his whole career because we had really written him off. Like, we knew it was the end of his career. Like, he didn't have much left in the tank. But it just showed that when he needed to turn it on or when he, when, when if he, he could go to another level, and, and he did. And he wanted to finish strong and finish with a show. And, yeah, I remember, I remember watching that game against Utah, and it was just a, it was a special way to end, to finish, to finish well. With 60 points, are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> I mean, we'll never, I don't even know if we could see that again, mm-hmm. to, to see a player finish that strong. Right. On his farewell tour, um, you know, just a remarkable competitor. Yeah. You know, and the, the other thing I, that you had to love about his career, especially just as he continued to um, – you know, just evolve into this unbelievable player. When it came down to you need a shot, you need a shot in the final five seconds of a game. Clutch. Yeah. I mean, who else do you go to, right? Uh, just absolute clutch shooter. Uh, when the pressure, when, when the heat was on, the pressure's on, that shot almost always went in. Yeah. And even when it didn't, it was like he he still got a shot off. Mm-hmm. And and he wanted the the ball. He demanded the ball. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't wait to watch that final play. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing about him, too. Like, not only were you, you knew if you went to a game or watched the game on TV, you're going to get his best. He was also so enjoyable to watch. And I was listening to someone yesterday talk about it. You know, him and Jordan, their style of play was so captivating. I love LeBron. I'm, I'm a LeBron fan. I think he's great. But I'm not always entertained by his style of play I think LeBron dominates I mean Shaq dominated but they were so much you know they're just physically better than everybody Mm -hmm. and sometimes it it would get old with Shaq just you know banging you know just in the paint and knocking guys over and 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 LeBron plays a similar style where he can have his way if he wants to get to the rim he can get to the rim whereas Kobe and Jordan what, what made them similar and was the smoothness and the fadeaway jumpers and their desire to score. So you knew that when they went out there, they wanted to win, but they wanted to score as many points as they could too. Whereas, like again, I love LeBron, but he doesn't always want to score. Like he doesn't always care about scoring. But sometimes you just want to see a guy put on a scoring performance. Like how many can he drop tonight? Mm-hmm. And that of course leads to the idea of eighty-one points in a game against Toronto, and that was an incredible game. And to think that he was able to—I guess that's number two behind Wilt. Um, that's ridiculous to score that many points in a, <laughs> in a game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I keep thinking back to, and, you know, we, as, as, as we talk right now, it's been uh, just past 24 hours or, you know, since um, this, this tragic situation has come to light, Bryce, and 
you know, all, all day long today on, on radio and television. And, you know, I, I think we see and hear the shock that is throughout this country, throughout sports fans and so forth. And I keep thinking back to, you know, like what compares to this? What have we lived that compares to what we're experiencing right now? And there's a few examples that we'll talk about, but man, there's not many with thank goodness. Um, but, but true, you know, there are some, uh, but to see, you know, to have it taken away like that at the age of 41, um, when so many great things were happening in his life away from basketball, is just absolutely shocking. Yeah. And, and to think, uh, you know, so many people are, yeah, fans of his or knew of him. And so, yeah, what translates to that? You know, recently, a couple years ago, uh, the music world lost Prince. Sure. But, but not everyone was a fan of, of his music, but they were, you know, aware of him. And, of course, Michael Jackson, and, and those were big in the in the music world. But uh, Kobe in the in the sports world, every I mean, you saw soccer players yesterday, women's basketball players, the Pro Bowl, th- throw that out the window yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally you do that anyway, but those guys were done. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I I turned away from it because that game was it was that was it was already meaningless, and then it was meaningless. But those, even those play, I mean, Drew Brees or whoever was talking. Um, Kobe, yeah, he transcended the the sports world. So, like you said, I don't. I, I'm those are the two guys that yeah. came to mind. I mean, losing Chris Farley in the com- comedian world, mm-hmm. uh, I was a big fan of his. Sure, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I guess in yeah, you know, oh, yeah. In yeah, that was big on the Daytona track, and so that resonates with me. The other one for me, where I was, I was a huge fan of this athlete, and and he died too early after ten years into his career in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs. Was Derek Thomas? Yeah, and w- the the difference is uh, the the car crash that ended up taking Derek Thomas's life. Uh, it was a month later, so there was, uh, you know, so he was in the hospital for about a month. He was recovering mm. uh, from this crash. I believe there was paralysis that he was dealing with, and so forth. And then it was about a month later when when we lost Derek Thomas. And I was I was in the Midwest at the time. I was doing radio at the time. I was on the air that that particular day. I remember exactly. I was walking out of the dentist office when I learned about it. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those moments where you just you remember exactly where you were when it happens, and and that's exactly what you know. We'll we'll move on from this with Kobe Bryant. We'll know. We'll never forget what happened. We'll never forget where we were when we yeah. found out. So no, exactly. And yeah, for uh, personal connection with uh, the Hornets, when Bobby, Bobby Phils died. Uh, gosh, I was probably thirteen or so during that time, and. Yeah, I remember that day too, and that was that was really hard. And um, and, and like I said earlier, where you, you you don't know these players, but you have this strong connection. And my mom's not a big sports fan. I was talking to her today, and she was you know, a little you know, just trying to understand. You know, like she didn't quite understand the emotions. My dad was crying last night, and so you don't know them, but you you know you do know who they are. And you've seen enough of them, and you've spent hours with them or watching what they do, and and to think that that person that I, you know, had emotions for, I'm cheering for, I'm, I, I enjoyed the wins and was celebrating with them. Uh, yeah, there's a bond there, and so as fans, we have that bond, and we can't deny that. Uh, it's a real thing, and those emotions are are real. We care. We I cared when I found the news that Kobe was in trouble. 
with the, the law and, and, oh, he let me down and you hear those things and then you hear the news yesterday. So, yeah, a couple a couple of things come to mind, too, is, you know, when you, you start talking about Chris Farley, Michael Jackson, Prince and, and, you know, you could even go back to Elvis, if you will, back in the yeah. Whitney Houston. 1977, Whitney Houston. Um, you know, those are all examples like, you know, of self-inflicted things that yeah. led to yeah. uh, that led to the tragedy when it's Dale Earnhardt on the track at Daytona, um, Payne Stewart, Payne Stewart, another sports example, and now Kobe on a you know on a helicopter going from uh, the Orange County Airport to his daughter's basketball mm. game where he's going to coach. You know, the other the other reason I think this is resonating the way it is is not only did we watch the twenty years of, uh, in the career and so forth, but you know you're seeing pictures of of now dad right, mm. and so. A lot of the people that either were or weren't fans, but certainly you had to appreciate who he was on the court. Now you're starting to see who he was off the court, and then you start putting yourself into that situation, right. right? So I've got a 14-year-old daughter. I've got a 13-year-old daughter. So yesterday, as I'm watching and looking at those pictures of Gigi and Kobe together, what do you you instantly put yourself in that picture? That's me and my daughter, Phew. you know, and so. Now you're now you're grieving for, um, you know, for the wife and the three daughters that yeah. are that are left uh, on this uh, on this earth right now, and and you start putting yourself into that situation, and 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 you, you, there's so much sympathy, mm. you know, I, that that to me is another reason why th- th- you're, we're, you know, reacting the way we are as a community. And the reality is, people die every day. It's another reminder that we're all going to die one day, but you don't have to, it's not an either or, because there's some, you know, I see different posts on social media, and of course there's always the negative side of things, and mm-hmm. oh, you know, all these pe- people die every day, we never hear about them and all that, and that's another story. Like, that's just, to me, you don't have to compare the two. We have a connection with Kobe Bryant, it matters to the sports world, and so... That's why we're talking about it. That's why we're feeling it. That's why I sat around and watched all the coverage yesterday. I was I was drawn to listening to stories, hearing perspectives from people, uh, because I cared about Kobe. I was a a fan of Kobe's, and so to try to you know tell fans, oh, you shouldn't care or whatever, uh, that's not really fair. And 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 I think to your point, there is a relatability there too. To say, you know, like I said, I'm a I'm a dad of a daughter, and to think, oh man, to leave to leave my wife and I, you know, if I died and what she'd have to go through, so you feel that way for Vanessa, and um, there's a lot of layers to it. It's not it's not a it's not a simple thing, and and I think if if people don't know Kobe or don't understand why fans would care, that's fine too, and and there are things that maybe. Maybe we do need to be more concerned about with the number of deaths because of certain causes every day, and I, I would agree with that. Um, but, but one man had he impacted millions of people in a sports context. We're not we're not talking about Billy Graham here. I was sad during that day, but he lived a w- wonderful long life. He was in his nineties, and so we celebrated uh, the life of Billy Graham. And so that was a you know that was a a day where that impacted a lot of people because. I, I saw him at a crusade and all that kind of thing. People had memories of Billy Graham and the impact that he had had on their life from a spiritual standpoint. From Kobe, it was a standpoint of fandom. 
and sports and athleticism. And then, again, we respected what he's been doing business-wise. That drive that he had, the, the pursuit of excellence uh, was key, um, and the value that he placed on his family was, was huge. Now, I don't know his, his faith background, and so I can't speak to that, um, but, but I just, from the outside looking in, admire the family side of things, admire his hard work, and, and so those are some of the things that, that we reflect on today. But let me leave you with, with this thought. Uh, each week on the show, we'll wrap things up with, with Unpack This. And uh, before I jump in, Chris, any, any final thoughts? Or? No, man, I just I appreciate the opportunity and, uh, to, to sit and, and have this conversation. And there are, you know, this is uh, a lot of folks today. How do you how do you heal if, if you are affected by this? Uh, I think sitting and having conversations and sharing stories is a great way to do that. That that that's right. And and to yeah, to, to seriously reflect on, you know, what would our legacy be like? Mm-hmm. You know, what what videos playing of our life, so to speak? And, and what are people what stories are they saying of us? And and to think, hey, we, we can have an maybe it's not millions of people, but we can have an impact on on people and and leave this earth well and and hopefully make an impact for eternity too and and impact the lives uh in 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 that way so i think that's an encouragement a reminder there's so many reminders that we know but we don't always think about and 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 unfortunately death does that and it brings it up to us uh to to value what matters most the things that are you know we're caught up in today that that ultimately uh, they're not that big of a deal like today i was at the at the y the showers were cold oh boy who cares? That was fine. I survived. I had the, I had the one guy changing next to me. He wouldn't stop complaining about it. Dude, get over the cold water. It's not that big of a deal. We'll survive. The the pool was warm. So, um, all right, but let me let me end with this. So each day we we write uh, a devotional here at Unpacking It. If you haven't subscribed, go to unpackingit.com and subscribe to the devotional. But but on on Mondays here on the show. Uh, I'll kind of share what I wrote about and, and give you some more insight into the topic. And so today uh, I unpacked how curiosity made Kobe Bryant stand out and how a desire to learn and take an interest in others is valuable in our own lives. And so as I was listening to people talk yesterday, the word that came up was curiosity. Rachel Nichols used the word relentlessly curious where Kobe would ask questions, he would, you know, whether he was playing against somebody or teammates or coaches or business people, he wanted to know why and how and the processes that that people would would use and how to improve. So each level of his game, he wanted to get better. If he if he needed help with footwork, he would call Hakeem Olajuwon and you know, those types of things throughout his career, it was this curiosity. How, how do I get better? And actually, there was an article last year uh, on The Athletic, and, and so this was a comment made by Kobe. He said, the curiosity, curiosity. Most players that play the game will just play it. Certain things will happen. Some may be good. Some may be bad. I don't know. That wasn't good enough for me. I want to know why. When I watch Tiny Archibald play, when I watch Michael Jordan play, when I watch Magic Johnson or Akeem Olajuwon, it wasn't good enough just to watch them make a move. I wanted to slow it down, rewind it, figure out why it worked. What was the timing? What was the angle? What could the defender have done better to stop that move? And so I just love this idea of curiosity. And I think in our own lives, there are a couple different reasons why curiosity can be important. Similar to him, 
you know, being curious in our, in our jobs, asking questions, understanding, okay, you know, why is the boss asking me to do this? Or, or why, why does this seem to work successfully? How, how does it happen? How does this get done? And then I also think when we meet people, it's, whether you're at a, you know, a church or hanging out with people or meeting new people and asking them about their job and, and being curious, how does your job work? What do you do? Why, why do you do it? And, and learning just how things work and, and being curious. And, and then taking a step further, being curious in people and, and why they are the way they are. Why are they having a bad day? Why, why did their life you know, get to this point? What were some of the turning points in their life, the, the, the defining moments in their life? When you know why and you, you understand more about people, you can relate better to them. You kind of figure out how you can serve them, how you can love them better. But you have to be curious. You have to be interested. You have to ask questions and, and, and wonder. And then when it comes to the, the faith side of things, we should have a, an ongoing wonder and curiosity about God, His character, His Word, His will. And, and of course, you know, we can get caught up in, oh, why God? Why this or that? And I'm not necessarily talking about that because there, there are so many things about God that we'll never know until we get to heaven, and, and He's all-knowing, all-powerful, and, and we're not even capable to understand all of that. But He has revealed so much to us in His Word that He wants us to know, and He wants us to know Him. And so we have to be curious and interested in Him, in His Word. And, and so the, there's a verse in Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, "...the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed..." belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So he's, he's given us so much to know, so much wisdom is available to us, but we have to seek him. We have to ask. We have to, to study. We have to read. We have to you know, surround ourselves with people that can teach us and show us. Um, and so uh, another verse in Proverbs, it says, to learn, you must want to be taught. To refuse reproof is stupid. <laughs> so we, we've got to have that desire. And so that's, that's what I you know, take away from Kobe. He had a desire to learn and, and a, a desire to be taught. He could have very easily acted like he had all the answers, but it, takes, it actually takes humility to ask, to recognize, yeah, I don't have all the answers. I'm not a perfect player. I'm not a perfect person. How do I improve? How do I get better? And so for us, how do, we, how do we know God more? How do we allow him to change us more and understand the way he works and um, to be able to know him more deeply and continue to grow and mature in, in so many different ways? And so it takes a level of curiosity to do that. So, man, appreciate you listening to the podcast today. Thanks for letting me talk about one of my favorite players. And, and so he will be missed, uh, but we'll continue to uh, yeah remember him for what what he was able to to do and and to be able to uh you know just take little nuggets that that can help us grow in our own lives and so i even woke up today just with a little bit of a mamba mentality wanting to work hard today you know and there's something something to be said about that and so uh but at the same time i think it's important that we value what's most important and ultimately it, it is uh eternity and knowing god and and making him known and loving people well and uh loving our families well and and caring for people and serving people and uh and resting in in that today so thanks to chris allison a wonderful producer here at unpacking it uh check out the other podcast with him uh about the super bowl and so we'll join you then thanks for listening i'm bryce johnson i'm a sports fan who follows jesus 
and I hope you will join me on this journey as we understand that Jesus died for us, he loves us, he wants us to know him, and, and he invites us to uh, to follow him. So let's, uh, let's pursue that together as a community of sports fans, and I'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.